0: and welcome into another episode of the damn podcast here on the 24 7 sports podcast network and powered by dot i'm your host carter baines i'm flying solo tonight as angie machado is out uh, with an illness that has hit multiple media members uh, covering oregon state las vegas did a number on uh, on the media covering the beaves <clears throat> but i am here tonight for a special episode of the damn podcast breaking news this is an emergency pod Former Clemson quarterback DJ Uyonglele is set to transfer to Oregon State. DJ, U will be a beeve It was first reported by ESPN's Pete Thamel. Beaver Blitz confirmed the report via sources saying that it is essentially a done deal. It, it's big news for Oregon State, and I'm here to break it down. The YouTube chat is flying off the charts. Uh, Beaver Blitz, the Lodge, we've got damn questions left and right. Twitter is on fire. <clears throat> Excuse me. We uh, we're we're in for a, a good show here. As I fly solo Bear with me, this is going to be all over the place. Um, but feel free if, if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, drop anything you want in the chat, and I'm going to try to highlight as much stuff as I can. We're reacting to this together. This was uh, this was frankly, something that kind of came out of left field. We knew that DJU was on Oregon State's radar. We knew the Beavs were interested and that he was interested in the Beavs, Uh, but an announcement, uh, of course, still yet to come, Uh, but the report and then uh, eventually, you know, the the confirmation that this is going to happen, uh, this was all news to us as of tonight. So we are still very much in the instant reaction, uh, instant analysis phase of this, Uh, But let's jump in, first of all, to, I guess, just kind of the shockwaves this is going to send around the country. So, DJU, a a former five-star quarterback out of St. John Bosco in Southern California, he was the number two recruit per 24-7 sports in the 2020 class. Goes to Clemson, immediately starts in that COVID season, uh, and has been Clemson's starter since then. The only player ranked higher than him in the top 24-7 in 2020 was Alabama's Bryce Young, who, of course, won the Heisman Trophy last year. So, I mean, you get the caliber of player uh, that Oregon State is getting here. If you head to beaverblitz.com, I ran through where DJU would rank on Oregon State's all-time commit list. Had he signed out of high school, give you a little spoiler alert here, he's number one, and it's not close. Uh, That is the caliber of player that is coming to Corvallis. This is easily... I mean, it's it's hands down. The, the most talented player that has ever committed to Oregon State, whether that's the high school, via transfer portal, grad transfer, you name it. Um, this is this is the biggest news personnel wise, uh, I, I think in in Oregon State football history. So let's uh, let's start with some damn questions from Beaver Blitz because I want to highlight the lodge members here. Uh, again, if you're not a member, of beaverblitz.com head over there we've got a 50% off deal uh, these things you know they pop up every now and then but uh, it's it's not like you can get a discount uh, on your subscription every day so now's the time join us conversation in the lodge like I said is at an all-time high uh, and that's where we start with these damn questions as we break down DJ Uyongalele's transfer to Oregon State uh, we start with number one I like beaves on the uh, on, on the damn questions thread at Beaver Blitz. How excited are you? Uh, so this is obviously directed at me. Very excited uh, to to get to cover this. This is hands down the, the biggest news uh, of of my career that that we have broken at, at uh, or that we have that covered at least at at Oregon State. Um, of course, Pete Thamel again breaking the news uh, just a couple short hours ago as we sit here at eight oh eight p.m. Pacific. Druzy10 asks if DJ was on this year's team all year, where do we end up? I think Oregon State's probably playing in a Rose Bowl if if DJU is the quarterback of this 2022 team. We talked going into the season about Oregon State being, quote unquote, a quarterback away from being really elite. Uh, And and going back last year to the recruiting process of the transfer portal with JT Daniels. You know, Angie and I sat here on the damn podcast and said Oregon State could be a 10-11, you know, for all we know, a 12-win team. If uh, if JT Daniels commits to Oregon State, obviously he ends up going to to West Virginia. But it did feel like, uh, at least preseason, that Oregon State was going to be a you know an average to above average to great quarterback away from truthfully being in the mix for the Pac-12 title in a Rose Bowl. As we sit here now, after the 2022 season comes to a close, it's very obvious that Oregon State was in that boat, and I think. It's fair to say if if Oregon State got a little bit better quarterback play in 22, we'd see the Beeves in, in Vegas playing for the Pac-12 title, not the Las Vegas Bowl. So I think moving forward, that poses the question: well, what can Oregon State do with DJU in 2023? Again, it's it's December, so it's a little tough to to look that far ahead, especially when we don't even know the personnel Oregon State's going to have, uh, particularly on defense with a couple of guys uh, still waiting to announce whether they're going to return or go to the NFL. But off the top of my head, I would say Oregon State's offense immediately jumps up a couple of notches. I mean, for anyone who hasn't watched DJ Uyongle le play or who who doesn't understand necessarily the caliber of quarterback he is, um, I, I I keep comparing. I compare this a lot to Bonex transferring to Oregon, a, a player who went to Clemson as a, a very highly rated recruit. You know, had all of the expectations in the world. Started off pretty strong, um, but then kind of tailed off over the last year or so. Um, but then I, I think finds a, a good landing place and and goes to a system that can put him in positions to be more successful. And you saw what happened with Bo Nix, who was in a very similar uh, very very similar situation. All the expectations in the world at Auburn didn't pan out to the extent that the Tiger fans had hoped for, went to Oregon, and then he's a Heisman candidate, you know. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to say DJU is going to be a, a finalist standing in New York next December, but I think it's it's very reminiscent of what transpired in Eugene. So I'm curious to see if DJ can kind of follow that path. I, I think it's a very similar situation. And, you know, for, for anyone that that might lock, latch on to some of the struggles that DJ had at Clemson last year, uh, and even in 20, uh, 2021 to an extent, everything I've seen from the Clemson offense suggests this is a guy who is more talented than what they're getting out of him. Um, again, like Bo Nix at Auburn, you know, I, I think when he came to Oregon, it was very clear that he was, you know, a four or five star caliber player um, that just wasn't being utilized uh, to reach his potential. And I, I think we're we're seeing kind of a similar situation uh, unfold with DJU. Let's go to our next question from the lodge at beaverblitz.com. Beavershark123 asks, how does DJU transferring here affect players on the fence about going to the draft? Well, I mean, again, the guys that I highlighted, are, are mostly defense and, and guys that come to mind are Omar Spates, Alex Austin, Catano Lodopo. Um again, still waiting to hear whether they're going to come back to Oregon state or head to the draft. They're defensive. So like, you know, they're not immediately impacted by DJ coming in. Um, if there was a receiver or two who might've been on the fence or an offensive lineman, I'd say, okay, well there's, uh, you know, a, a, a tie that you can make. Okay. Well, he's going to throw to him. So he might be more likely to come back. Um, so I don't think it has a direct correlation, but I do think those guys can look and say, well, this is how good we were with a mediocre offense. How good are we going to look if our offense is even better? Um, so I do think there is incentive more so even now, uh, for those guys to come back. Reeser Beef 23 asks, will he be here winter or spring term? Um, how high could Oregon state be rated next year in the preseason poll? Uh, let's tackle the first part. So winter, spring term, winter term starts at Oregon State um, on January. It's, it's the second week of January. I want to say it's about the seventh or so. Um, and, and so I expect him to be here for, for winter term. Um, again, he hasn't even officially announced his transfer yet. Um, so, you know, wait, wait to see. Um, but the the transfer portal window, this this first window goes through January 18th so he could theoretically come in after the start of winter term now oregon state does have about a week and a half two week buffer after the start of term start of the term where you can add classes so even if he were to come in on the very end of that window um, it's it's entirely likely that he would be registered for classes for winter term but again that's something that we're going to have to wait and see on uh pdx osu asks when do you think he will sign now this is a this is an interesting conversation that uh, I'll I'll give a shout out to Angie for for dropping this tidbit uh, when we were texting before the show. Transfers are different than high school and and prep and and juco signees in that they don't actually signed they don't actually sign a binding um, NLI like those guys do. They have a you know they sign a financial aid agreement so that they can get their athletic scholarship. But that's binding for the school, not the student athlete. Uh, Essentially, all DJ has to do is sign that, show up to classes, and he's good. Um, So uh, again, the question, when do you think he will sign? It doesn't entirely actually matter. It's just a matter of him showing up for classes uh, either in January or, or in April. Uh, looking through these questions again. Okay. Reese be with another good one. Uh, will he be a guy needing to get big NIL dollars? This is a question that, you know, of course, in this day and age of college football is is going to be raised. And it's a good question, um, but it's one, frankly, as we sit here, what hour and a half, two hours after the news broke, it's, we just don't have enough time to to kind of dive into that yet. We, we don't have the answers on what a potential NIL package might look like. Um, but Again, in this day and age of college football, it's fair to assume that there is probably some sort of NIL um, package awaiting him at, in Corvallis. I'm sure the uh, the collectives have have probably got something lined up. Again, technically can't use it as inducement, but uh, for a player of DJU's caliber, uh, Oregon State's collectives are, are probably going to be stepping up here as soon as he arrives on campus. Um a question on the time frame for transfers to sign already kind of uh, acknowledged that they do have through January 18th to uh, to arrive and and to to make it official now before of course it was more of a free for all and you could kind of sign and commit and leave and join whenever you wanted um but now with the the two transfer portal windows you have the one in the winter and then there's a second one in spring um, so we assume that he will fall into this, uh, this winter window by January 18th. Um, again, just perusing the questions here at, at beaverblitz.com in the lodge. How do you see this possibly help the program outside of the X's and O's? This is from O state 30. Uh, it's a good question. You know, I, I think DJU has, has been known for his leadership qualities and, and Angie actually posted a video of, uh, press conference that DJU held after Clemson's lost to Syracuse this year. And, and that was a game in which DJ was benched. You know, he had a, a pretty rough showing and um, frankly, had, had had multiple rough showings this season and, and did get benched. He split time with Cade Klubnick uh, over the final second half of the, the season. His response to that was about as mature of a response as you're going to hear from a quarterback on any question. Um, somebody who is entirely team first, one of those just true leaders and, and somebody who I think is going to, you know, or it's not like Oregon state's locker room needs uniting, but I think he's somebody who's going to draw the locker room even closer. Um, you know, Bengal Branson did a great job of this stepping in, didn't know that he was going to be the starter, but stepped in and, and really united that offense and, and the entire team around him. I think uh, what, what DJU brings, even as a, a quote unquote outsider coming in from another program uh, I, I expect to see some pretty high-level leadership from him there. Uh, how similar are the offensive schemes between us and Clemson? Asks to be um, Again, we're so we're so early on, and and I will admit that I didn't watch much ACC football this year. Um, that I, I I can't really compare the X's and O's, uh, but I knew I, I do know this I, again, like the Bo Nix comparison. I think DJ was in a situation at Clemson where he was potentially being underutilized. Um, he has talent all around him, but you know we have seen some coaching turnover at that program. Um, you know it's it's a program that likes to hire from within, doesn't necessarily bring outside voices into the uh, the coaching staff. I, I think you could see, I think you could really see DJ flourish in a new system, regardless of where he ends up. So that's why, I'm, again, I'm I'm so high on this, even though he had a bit of a down year. This year and and did split time with a backup quarterback and Cade Cade Klubnik. Uh, more questions coming in from the lodge. Let's move over to to uh, to Twitter now because I did post a, a question thread over there. Ryan Harlan, uh, shout out Ryan, who uh, who covers Oregon State for the Orange Media Network there on campus at Oregon State asks what the what's the ceiling of this team if DJ earns the starting job after fall camp. Um, yeah, again, I, I go back to what we talked about last year with JT Daniels about Oregon State being a Pac-12 title contender if they could get a high-end quarterback to join them. I think that's probably the expectation. Oregon State coming off of a 10-win season, uh, being right there in the Pac-12 title mix, minus, you know, they were about a game back from from really being in there. Um, I think you could see Oregon State win 10, 11 games in the regular season next year if it lives up to its potential. And with DJ leading the offense, you have to think that it's going to be in a better position to do so. So, um, I, I think the ceiling of next year's team. Th- this could sound crazy, and I, you know, sound like I'm just living in the moment. I, I think the ceiling for Oregon State is is 11 and one or 12 0. I, I think the Beavers could realistically, if everything pans out, and if DJ does you know exceed what he what he provided at clemson and if the defense comes back and is as dominant as it was last year oregon state could be in the college football playoff i i mean it's it's entirely possible i i would say that is probably the highest end of of the expectations um but oregon state could be a college football playoff team next year if if it reaches its ceiling who would have guessed we'd be saying that uh entering entering this 2022 season but here we are uh, PM on Twitter says, "Can you say Uyongolale five times fast?" I saw this one rolling right after I, uh, <laughs> right after I sent the tweet. Should we try it? Should we? Should we try it? All right, here we go. Uyongolale, 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 Uyongolale. Boom, done. Thanks, PM for for giving me the platform to to show off that talent. Uh, Josh Harley asks question number one: How do you pronounce Uyongolale? Well, there you go um let's see william schulton again this is kind of tongue-in-cheek but between dj and, and martinez will we ever throw the ball again good question I, I think you see oregon state even with even with improved quarterback play you know potentially with dj uh, I, I think you will still see oregon state really commit to the run dj is one of the premier dual threat quarterbacks in the country uh, not necessarily known for it out of high school he was actually a pro-style quarterback in our database um whereas Bryce Young was a, a dual-threat quarterback. So uh, DJ was actually the, the number one pro-style quarterback in our database out of high school. Um, he has really developed as a runner uh, during his time at Clemson, and I'm going to try to pull up the stats here. Again, lots of multitasking. But here's DJ's rushing numbers from 2022. He carried the ball 142 times. For 545 yards and seven touchdowns, uh, that's that's pretty elite when it comes to a running quarterback. He set career highs uh, in in multiple categories there, and actually, that, that's a point I want to highlight here too. We can talk about this being a down year for DJ and you know him not living up to expectations or whatnot. He still set career highs in like five or six different categories. All right, so let's run through some of his numbers overall. Completed 61.9 percent of his passes for 2,521 yards, 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Um, yeah, that might not be living up to five star expectations, but that's far and away better than anything Oregon state was going to get out of its quarterback room this year. So you will take that if you're an Oregon state fan, not to mention what he does as a runner, um, a a dual threat ability, unlike any, I, I think that Oregon state has ever seen. Uh, let's go back to Twitter for a couple more questions, and then I'll kind of scroll through the YouTube chat and see if we can highlight some of those as well. Josh Hill asks, "Is he a day one starter if healthy, or will Smith make him earn it in a competition?" I like this question. Uh, Jonathan Smith, throughout the last five years, and and you know having these quarterback competition competitions in, in camp, uh, having guys like Chance Nolan transfer in, who we all thought you know was the obvious starter when he committed as the number one quarterback of junior college um, Jonathan Smith has made every single one of his quarterbacks earn the job. Now, you know, we've waited until game week, game day, uh, even to, to find out who QB one is going to be in the past. I'm curious to see how that plays out if, and when uh, DJ arrives on campus for, for spring camp. And then of course for fall camp um, I, I would assume that this will be defined as a competition, at least through the spring um, just until he kind of gets his feet wet in Corvallis, but I would imagine, uh, assuming he does have all of spring to kind of ramp up and, and familiarize himself with everything, I would imagine that entering fall camp in August, uh, DJ would be likely named the starter. Uh, he's he's frankly just that much better than anything or than than anyone Oregon State has, and, and that includes Aiden Childs, who comes in as a four-star quarterback. Here's another discussion we can have. Is DJU kind of just you know bridging the gap between Oregon State's quarterback situation now and eventually getting to Aiden Childs? And I think the answer is yes. DJU will have three years to play too, uh, and I think you know getting two years out of DJ would be enough to to kind of transition into the Aiden Childs era, giving him two full years to develop behind a five-star quarterback uh, would be absolutely huge. This is a, a discussion we've had at Beaver Blitz about. Aiden Childs being the quarterback of the future, but maybe not necessarily as a true freshman. All right. Like he's enrolling early in January as essentially a senior in high school. um, And it's it's very difficult to get high end quarterback play from somebody who steps in as a true freshman. Obviously, DJ, you did that at Clemson two years ago. um, But expecting that out of Aiden Childs is, you know, that's that's probably a bit unfair to him. So Maybe you get one year of DJ, he goes pro, and then you transition into Childs in 2024. Maybe you get two years of DJ, uh, and that gives Aiden enough time to develop. <clears throat> but I think um, regardless, it's uh, you see DJ in an Oregon State uniform for at least a year, and then you go to Aiden Childs. Um, and again, to, to Ben Branson, who started... Half more than half of the season for Oregon State and only lost one game. Very game manager s quarterback did exactly what was asked of him, won a bunch of games. Um, but again, I think if you're talking caliber of quarterback, um, DJ steps in as, as far and away your best option at that position. Um, let's, let's see if there's more Twitter questions. Uh, Kevin asks, has anyone other than Pete Thamel confirmed him coming to Oregon state? Uh, yeah, at, at Beaver blitz, uh, we, we have contacted our sources and, and they have indicated that this is for all intents and purposes, a done deal. It's just a matter of him showing up. Um, so there's, there's your answer to that one. Uh, Griff asks, how is this going to work with the signing of child's again? You know, Aiden child's is, <laughs> he's likely not going anywhere. He just signed his, his letter of intent two days ago. Um, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily know that he was, in fact, I could tell you, Oregon State's probably not guaranteeing anyone a starting job, particularly a true freshman. Um, so I think, you know, Aiden Childs, um, it's it's in his best interest to get a little bit of de- of development under his belt before he steps in as a starter, because, again, it's very difficult to do that. Um, but I, I don't see this as being a major deterrent to, uh, to an incoming freshman, particularly one as talented as Aiden Childs. All right, let's move over to the YouTube chat. Again, these comments and questions are are coming in so quickly that it's uh, it's hard to keep up, but I'll see if I can find any that we should highlight here. Uh, here's a good one from, uh, I believe this is Adam Nicholson. If so, uh, thanks, Adam, for, for joining us. Um, is this more of a feather in the cap for the coaches in recruiting DJ or was there some peer-to-peer recruitment that lured DJ to Oregon state. Um, if there was peer to peer recruitment, it was through back channels that didn't make it out into the, into the public. Cause I haven't seen anything on Twitter uh, or Instagram uh, that at least that I can remember about, you know, players uh, effectively recruiting him. We'll say they, they could, because he is tech- he is officially in the portal. Um, so you can actively recruit uh, players like that who are in, uh, who are in the portal go through some of these uh some of these other comments yeah pm again says i cannot wait to see dj you and martinez in some rpo it, dj dj is your prototypical rpo quarterback you know if you're going to run the run pass option you want a guy who can do both things as effectively as dj it's it's that running ability in particular that makes that uh, so intriguing that uh that one-two punch there in the running game, man. O- Oregon State's going to be absolutely loaded. Uh, Jaden says DJ backed up Trevor Lawrence one year. Can't remember. I, th- I can't remember what draft class Trevor Lawrence was. Uh, DJ DJ's freshman year was in 2020, so I don't know if their timelines actually lined up. Um, but I, I again, I would have to go back and and look. I. <laughs> Again, I, I don't, of course, follow ACC uh, football as, as closely as I follow the Pac-12 and Oregon State. Uh, oops. PNW Bills, is going to be cracking in nine months. Yeah, I, I would fully expect Research Stadium to be pretty fired up for week one next year. Uh, considering the season, Oregon State's coming off of it. And with this on top of it, I, I think expectations at Oregon State are going to be just about as high as they've ever been. Uh, this question, do you know if he visited the OSU campus yet? Um, as far as I'm aware, he has not visited and, and we're in a dead period right now. So Oregon State can't host any more visitors until the new year. Um, this was actually something that that uh, that came about as a result of the Las Vegas Bowl being so early. So Oregon State missed out on that last weekend of, of potentially hosting visitors. Now they did host some other transfer portal quarterbacks and if you haven't heard um what uh, who who visited Corvallis over the last week it's at beaverblitz.com so there's a good plug uh for the the kind of knowledge that Angie has been dropping in the lodge but as far as I'm aware DJ has not visited Corvallis um so this is kind of a, a sight unseen thing now his brother Mateo committed and signed with Oregon on national signing day so you know I think there, it makes it a little bit of a softer landing, and I think that, in hindsight now, after after this has effectively been made official, looking at the signing of Mateo Uyangalete to Oregon, I, I mean, I, I think that's got to be like, I, I don't want to say nail in the coffin, but you know, it was kind of the the final thing that pushed this over the edge. Is his brother is going to be forty five minutes to the south of him, um, so I'm sure the family. Um, if, if they're not relocating to Oregon, I'm sure they'll be making frequent trips to see both of those guys play, uh, his brother, of course, a, a five-star defensive lineman heading to Oregon, Oregon state fans. I'm sure not thrilled to see that on signing day, their rival pulling in a five-star that they didn't expect to get. Um, but if that's the price you have to pay to get DJ on campus at Oregon state, I think you take that 10 times out of 10, um, more questions and comments in the YouTube chat coming in. Uh, we got questions about the Pac 12 TV deal. We'll get to that in a later episode. Uh, Clint Moses says, Local Boys NIL. Absolutely. Uh, I, I could see DJ partnering with Local Boys. Uh, you know, he's got that Samoan descent. So I think uh, that's um, it's a pretty logical fit there. A lot of people just saying they're excited. Um, absolutely. You know, this is. This is probably the biggest news in Oregon State, in recent Oregon State football history. Um, Yeah, people, (laughs) we've got pronunciation guides in the YouTube chat. Thanks, PM, again. Um, Yeah, DJ as a unit and could really give Aiden someone to look up up to, PM. I I think you're spot on. I, I think the development that Aiden Childs could get under DJ is is second to none um yeah again these these are coming in so quick it's it's hard to it's uh, it, it's hard to keep up with everything but again we're, we're coming up on a half hour i, I don't want to take too much time here i see my battery on my camera is is running low so we have to head out before uh before we completely lose you but oregon state again reportedly and and again effectively confirmed is going to land DJ Uyongalele from the transfer portal. Probably one of the, if not the biggest transfers in, in college football this year. Um, you know, you look at the stats and, and what he did and, and sharing time at quarterback. And you might say, well, this isn't like, this isn't the caliber of a Caleb Williams to USC. And that's fair. It's, it's not. Um, but I do think that anytime a former five-star quarterback moves, um, it's, it's huge news. And, and for Oregon state, it's it's massive it's gargantuan to get a quarterback of of that caliber on campus again the highest rated player out of high school to ever make it to campus at oregon state Uh, nick says gonna be osu all day in college football media tomorrow yeah i could see that Uh, i think uh it comes at an interesting time because obviously we've got the holiday season right around the corner christmas this weekend new year's next week so um a lot of people are on break i'll be honest wasn't expecting to check into work today or, or tomorrow or Sunday, but, um, this is, this is now on my radar full time. So uh, lots to break down on the DJU front. I think we're going to go ahead and get out of here, uh, pretty quickly as we come up on a half hour now, but I'll see if we can highlight a couple more questions from the lodge. Cause again, these are just flying in left and right. Um, yeah rio also asks if if hudson card ever committed anywhere another quarterback who was on oregon state's radar um and you know he hasn't committed yet i think he was still on oregon state's radar again i you know this is all still moving so quickly that we don't have um we we don't have all of the information we want on this yet, but Hudson card of, of course, obviously now not coming to Oregon state, um, but Oregon state fr- from day one of this transfer portal window was so clearly involved in trying to land a high level quarterback swinging for the fences. Hudson card was one of those swing for the fences kind of guys. Um, and even if you don't land him, you know, I don't necessarily think that DJ Uyangalele is much of a step down from Hudson Card, and in fact, you you could argue that he's a step up. Um, so missing out on on Hudson uh, not necessarily too much of a of a backbreaker for Oregon State. Uh, here's a good one: How do you think DJ will look under Smith and Lindgren? This is from Beaver's Fan Twenty at BeaverBlitz.com. Uh, again, good question. I, I think, like PM said in the YouTube chat, you're going to see a lot of RPOs. Oregon State hasn't necessarily been able to run that with Ben Goldbranson, but we've seen Ben become more and more mobile. Um, So, you know, that is that is in the playbook. They ran some RPO when Chance Nolan was quarterback as well. Um, You'll see designed runs, those quarterback draws that Ben was running. um, That'll be that'll be on the more vanilla side, I would imagine, of of what they'll dial up for DJ. Um, But you could see some pretty some pretty fun play designs uh, with him as as a dual threat quarterback um I'll look through a couple more of these again, the, the battery's running low and uh I, I've been rambling for over a half hour. We're gonna be, gonna be uh, gonna be a little hoarse after this. Uh, PM, oh yeah, nice. PM asked on on beaver bullets as well for me to say o five times fast. Maybe I'll do that one more time before we get out. We could close the show on that. um yeah, more questions about Aiden Child looking up to DJ. Yeah, I, I think that's a uh, that's something to watch moving forward. Now is is how this kind of ripples through the rest of the roster and and how this creates waves throughout the Pac-12 and and the college landscape. You know, Oregon State I think was one of the premier destinations for a transfer portal quarterback. Obviously, in the end, it it ends up as that, but the Beavers were well in play for all of the high end quarterbacks: Hudson Card, Keaton Slovis, DJU. Um, Oregon, Oregon state was a very realistic destination for all of them. And I think one of the most attractive options, I, I look at Georgia as probably being the number one Stetson Bennett moving on, you know, you inherit a team that is coming off of a national championship is looking like it's well on a way, well on its way to another one. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a pretty, a pretty good landing spot, but Oregon state right up there, um, arguably for the number two, maybe number three spot, for a transfer quarterback. So ultimately you see that come to fruition as, as the Beavers land again, a a player who was the number two recruit out of high school at St. John Bosco in 2020. So um, yeah, I I just can't emphasize enough the fact that Oregon state is increasing its talent level by a a pretty insane amount here. Um, You know, again, the the highest rated player to ever end up on campus at Oregon state, uh, assuming he does here. As the transfer portal window um, reaches about a month left, and and winter classes start in about two weeks, in Corvallis. All right, running out of wind here, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap this up. Want to give a shout out to Angie before we leave though, uh, for her coverage of Oregon State's efforts in the transfer portal. If you have not been in the lodge at Beaver Blitz over the last week, you have missed out. But of course, this kind of coverage is is nonstop. Um, Angie has been working the phones so insanely hard you know she's she's under the weather and, and can't join us on this episode of the podcast but uh, her insight uh, and, and her sourcing has been absolutely second to none throughout this entire transfer portal quarterback searching process have to give massive props to Angie and uh, yeah I think okay <laughs> here we we'll, we'll leave on this. Uh, Connor asks who has better hair me or Angie. I'll leave that up to the, to the viewers here on the YouTube side. Um, all right. Yeah. I think that's, that's just about all I've got in the tank covered all sorts of questions. We're going to be covering this for weeks to come months, probably years <laughs> uh, at, at Beaver Blitz as we work to, to figure out what this means for Oregon state. So head to beaver blitz over the next, you know, who knows how long as, as we try to figure out what this means, but um I think that's probably going to do it for us here. I'll, I'll say "Oui, five times fast again, if you want, and then I'll hit the outro. Should we do it? Let's see if there's any more comments first. Okay, there we go. PM. <laughs> Gotta go with Carter. Not gonna lie on the on, on the hair front. Thank you, PM. Uh, Angie, don't take it personally. All right, uh, that's. I, I think that's going to wrap it up. Here we go. Here's one. Uyongalale, 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 Uyongalale. Five times fast for you as we get out of here on this emergency episode of the damn podcast. Again, DJU heading to Oregon State via the transfer portal. Stick with Beaver Blitz. We're going to be covering it for as long as it takes to figure out what this means for Oregon State. Uh, continuing coverage at beaverblitz.com. Thanks for joining us on on short notice if you're on YouTube. Thanks for listening on the podcast side. We'll talk to you again uh, sometime before the end of the year or uh, in in early January, uh, hopefully with Angie, a healthy Angie by then, on another episode of The Damn Podcast.